We are discussing the two different types of meditation, the meditation of Pesukit Zimra versus the meditation of Bechaz Krishna. We left off um, with the idea of explaining how the Bechaz Krishna and meditation over there is all about Enod Novado, how there's nothing else here except for Hashem. Yeah, so we see that, in fact, this is the opposite. It's the opposite meditation of Sukkot Zimra, because Sukkot Zimra is all about all the creations. That's what we're focused in on. And then we come around, and, and, we, and we, uh, we, we're discussing, in Birchus Kriyashma, the meditation of how there's nothing else here. Okay, so that's the total opposite, the Yadua. I think it should be a new paragraph in the new books. In the old books, we're on page Yadalad, uh, a little bit less than halfway down the page. First word on the line is he, and we're in the middle of the line. Middle of the line. Biyadua hefresh bezeh, the mitzad haziv ha'ara me'alokusa, right? Ha'olamos heim bebechines yesh v'davar. So when we're focused in on the concept of olamos, so we're talking about the ziv, we're talking about the ray of Hashem that is coming into the worlds, right? It's coming into the worlds, it's coming into the worlds in order to, to create the worlds. Right? Bahainu, namely, mitzad ha'ara meshem havaya. Namely, we're talking about a ray from the shem havaya. Right? That's what we're dealing with. Commotion. Nimshach ha'yideh ha'helem v'hester the shem elokim. The way it's coming out through the shem elokim. What's happening? Shemali v'mastir ala or ha'atzmi. That the main objective there is what? <coughs> that the essential light, right, is being, is being concealed. Because we've described up until now that when you have the essential light, when you have the essential light, right, that totally overwhelms everything else. It's dafka when the essential light is, is concealed, is hidden, and you only have a ha'ara, so that ha'ara is what is coming down and creating, bringing into existence all the different creations. Take a look again. It says like this, commotion nimshach ha'yideh helem v'hester the sheim elokim, right? So the sheim elokim is what's hiding everything. Shemalim v'master of la'ora atzmi, which is hiding over the ora atzmi. The sheim avaya, sheim avaya. So we have two points here. Number one is what we're calling the sheim ha'atzmi. The sheim ha'atzmi, right, which is sheim avaya, is the idea of that if Hashem's light is shining in its incredible way, there's no space for anything else. On the other hand, if you conceal the or ha'atzmi, so then you could give out rays to someone else. Let's say, let's talk about in terms of etzim versus ha'ara. Right? So you have basically the concept of etzim. Etzim in Hasidic language is translated as the essence of something. But as Yossi Paltil says, that's not such a good uh, definition. Because what does it mean, the essence of something? Uh, no one could really describe that. But what he says is a very, very nice translation of it. And what he brings out is the idea of something in relationship to itself, which means like this. Let's say that I want to describe myself to you. And you know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to write an autobiography. And in this autobiography, I'm going to tell you all about me. Tell you about how where I was born and how I grew up and, and, and what I've been doing with my life and all the different things. As much as I'm going to write about myself and tell you about me, are you ever going to be able to know me the way I know me? 
even if my book is a thousand pages long, you're still never going to be able to understand it, right? So once you're committed to writing this book, for example, to someone else, by definition, it's not me. You got it? It's a concealment of me. How is it being concealed? Through the revelation, but it's being concealed. So am I revealing a lot? Yes, I'm revealing a lot. But as much as I reveal, once I'm revealing, it's no longer me. It's not my essence, or as we were saying, my relationship with myself. What? Right. So before I write a book, right, I understand myself. I know how, and you're never going to understand me. Unless you were me. If you were me, then you could understand me. But you're not me. So that's impossible. So the same thing we're saying here. When you're saying the Shema Etzim, by definition, there's no one else there. No one else could understand. No one else could be there. Once you're talking about revelation, once you're talking about concealment, right? Revelation and concealment go together. There has to be concealment of the essence in order to reveal, right, a, something of a lower level. So once I decide to write my book about myself or make a documentary about myself, you are getting something, but it's not the real me. But you are getting something. So by me concealing the real me, so to speak, I'm able to bring out different details in order for you to understand to a certain extent, a certain, uh, to a certain extent, a little bit about myself. The same thing we're saying here. How is it that Hashem is creating the creations, so to speak? The only way He could con- to create the creations is if He limits Himself to allow just certain details to come out. We're going to call those details the ha'ara, the ray of Hashem's light, right? And in those details, He's able to create something that experiences life as its own being, even though it's coming completely from the same energy of Hashem. But it's limited enough to give another person space. Yes? You got it? But if, for example, he would all of a sudden open up, so to speak, and express himself in his real essence, everything else would for sure disappear. It wouldn't be possible. That's what we're saying here. That's the concept that we're bringing out here. Let's read the words again. It says like this. This is a very famous... We're on Yudalit of the old book. And we are on what page of the new book? What? Well, we started with the word uh, The first word in line was he, a little bit less than halfway down the page. So it comes out that Vyadua, let's start again from where we started. Vyadua hahefresh vizet. It's known the, the difference in this. The mitzad haziva ha'ara be'elokus, from the point of view of the ray of elokus. Ha'ilum ashem bebechines yesh v'davar. If we're focusing on just the ray of Hashem, so then there's room for the worlds to be a something. Right? The Hainu, namely, Mitzad Ha'ara Mishem Havaya. It's coming from a ray from the name of Havaya. The way it's coming out through a concealment of the Shem Elokim, 
namely Shem Elokim acts as the guarding point. Shemalim v'mastir al ha'ora atzmi. That's concealing over the essential name, right? The Shem Avaya, right? Of the essential light of Hashem. Shemalim, that's concealing. V'mastir, hiding. What? Helm, Helm, from the word Helm, hide, to heal, to, uh, to hide something, right? So therefore, it could come out a, a, an external, a superficial, so to speak, ray. That's what's able to come out. So as you hide more over the essence, so then the details can come out. So this ray now has a connection to worlds. So when you're comparing to this one little ray, so to speak, little ray, so then you have space for there to be a metzius of the of a yesh. Let's take an example. This is a made-up example that I'm making up, okay? Let's say that you have a glass of water with ice cubes. What's enabling the ice cubes to exist in their shapes that they are in? The fact that the water is a certain temperature. Right? As long as the water remains at that temperature, whatever it is, uh, 40 degrees, 33 degrees, whatever it is, you're going to have ice cubes. But as soon as you change that temperature, as soon as you change the environment, what's going to happen to those ice cubes? They're just going to melt. They're just going to become one with the water. Right? So let's say that I put the water with my ice cubes in a pot on the stove and I turn on the fire. There's not going to be a fight between the ice cubes and the water. The ice cubes are going to cease to exist as a metzius, as a form of a yesh of its own uh, distinction. That we could say, oh, look, I have three ice cubes in this pot. Now I don't have three ice cubes in the pot. As long as the, as long as the water is kept at a certain temperature, I will have three ice cubes in this pot. Right? If I put the, let's say I take the pot of water and I put it into the refrigerator instead. I'll keep those ice cubes. And they will, each ice cube, let's say, have a shape. One shape is a cube, and one shape is a circle, and one shape is a Jewish star. And they all have their own, they have all their own distinct form. But that distinct form is based on what? That distinct form is based on the fact that the water is a certain temperature. As long as the water stays that temperature, then we have a metzias, a yesh. What we're calling a metzias, a form of a yesh, of a self independent existence, right? Because I look at the ice cube as its own self-independent existence. As soon as I take away, as soon as I take away that environment, I will lose the Metziah Sayesh. Is everyone understanding the words that I'm using? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. How, does, how does that work with um, the more you conceal the, the outskirts? Oh, good. Okay, so now. So let's go back, let's, let's use a different, that's a very good point. So I'm going to take a different analogy now. Let's say that we're in one, a room, and there's a huge light on the ceiling of this room. There's nothing else in this room. I'm sitting, I'm on the floor of the room, 
And I'm just in this room with a huge light on top of it. So all I see is, you know, the room with the light in it. Now let's say that I take a big uh, plastic, you know, heavy plastic sheet, and I put it between the light and me on the floor. What am I going to see? Darkness. That's all I'm going to see is darkness, right? It's an opaque uh, plastic uh, material, and therefore it does not allow any light to go through. Now, let's say I cut into this, into this plastic sheet a circle, a square, a Jewish star, right? A triangle. Now I'm on the floor of this room. What am I going to see? I'm going to see these shapes in light on the floor of the room or beams of light coming in. And the star says to the circle, look at me, I have a tremendous history, I stand for the Jewish people, and the circle says, but look at me, I don't have any sh- corners, and the square is saying, well, look at me, I have four corners, right? Everyone is saying their, their, their point. What's making those shapes be those shapes, though? The plastic. The plastic. You following? It's only because of the plastic. Now, let's say that we put a a you know one of those uh, cellophane uh, colored plastics on top of those holes. So now one is blue and one is green and one is red and one is yellow, whatever. Right. So now what am I seeing? I'm seeing the four different colors on the bottom. So what's causing me to see a blue Jewish star and a yellow circle? It's the cellophane and the, and the plastic that was cut into those shapes. Are you following my analogy here? So, what's causing the independent, individual mitzias of that particular shape to show up on the floor? Only the limitation that we're placing on the original light. Whether it's a limitation of quantity, i.e. the shape is in a certain shape, or quality that now I'm putting a different color cellophane on it, so therefore it's limiting the light to allow only this color or only that color. Are you following? Yes? So that idea is the concept that we're talking about here. The ha'ara that's coming through is based on the concealment of the essential light from the beginning. If you don't have that concealment of the essential light, what's what's this room going to look like? It's all light. Back again. What happened to the Metzias of the Jewish star that was there? It doesn't, it's not like it was destroyed, it just ceased to exist. Why? Because if you remove that plastic from the room, then all of a sudden there's no more Metzias anymore. That's what we're talking about. It's a very uh, a coarse analogy in a certain way, but I think it's a good analogy for us to use our minds for. And that's what we're seeing basically in existence now. That that light... Right, that essential light is there. What's causing everything to look the way it looks? It's Dafka the Shem Elohim, otherwise known as the plastic, that is concealing the essential light and giving this particular Metzias this characteristic, and that Metzias another characteristic. So this Metzias is a blue Jewish star, and this circle is yellow, and this square is red, and this uh, triangle is green, whatever it is. Right? So we have a shape, we have a color, right? But all that shape and color is all based on one thing. The, con- the, the concealer, not the original light. Good? 
Are, we, are you with me? So how many lights are here in this world? One. Very good. One light. But here this light looks like a table, and here it looks like a chair, and there it looks like shalom, and there it looks like an, uh, a tree, and whatever. But it's all one entity. Now, if you add to the, go back to the nimshah a little bit further, that even the plastic is considered one with the light. That's where the mushal and the nimshal sort of breaks down. Because the plastic is, the plastic in, from our mushal in ours is, is separate and different from the light. The light is one thing and the plastic is something else, right? But in, in the actual, in the actual uh, nimshal, the plastic is as much Hashem as the light is Hashem. So, for example, if I cover up on myself, right? Now you can't see me, right? Because you can't, because my hands are covering me. So all of a sudden, if my hands are covering over me, it doesn't mean you can't see me. It means that you can't, I can't see, or you can't see my eyes, or you can't see my nose. But what's covering me? My hands. So are my hands less me than my nose? No, you see me also. That's the difference between the mushal and the nimshal in, in that crude uh, mushal that I brought. Not crude, but, you know, it's just my own, you know, it's like a made-up thing as opposed to from the Hasidus. Yeah. So the shape, the, the concealer is the gvul. Right, exactly. So the concealer is the kayach gvul. Right. And the light is the light. Right, so everything is elokus in this story. But from our perspective down here, it looks like a Jewish star and a square and a circle and whatever else, or a chair and a table and a person. Yeah. That's the or. That's the or part of it. In the in the or so you have both the kayachagvul and the kayachagblikvul. But at that point, remember that's my muscle of the ocean water, right? You have the salt and the water at the same time. It's just the water is overwhelming it. But if you were to separate it, then you would see two things going on over there. So then it's just the light. That's just the, that's just what we said. Like imagine in our muscle. What? So imagine back in our, our other muscle. If you just if you take away the whole plastic, all you're going to have is just light in the room. There is no space for any type of. Uh, well, again. In Hashem, we're talking about, we're going back and forth between two mashalim that, that I made up, right? We're, we're not, right? Let's, let's understand this. If we're talking about, is there a kayach agvul in Hashem? Yes. That's my ocean mashal, right? I.e., that the water and the salt are both there at the same time. We just don't see the salt. In the other mashal, it's just like having the light without anything. There's no plastic there. So all there is is light. Now imagine that all of a sudden, under this plastic, instead of having only four shapes, now we cut out 600,000 shapes. That's what, that's what we're talking about. And then you cut out more shapes, and then you put more plastic, and more shapes, and more shapes, and, right, and, and then you put different colors, and you put this, and you put that. And all of a sudden, it's still, if you were to remove all the plastic, it would still be one light. And on the bottom, it's still, how many lights? One light. But it looks like 600,000 different things in different shapes and different sizes. And, different, and, and here we're talking about like a, a different material and everything. You know, this table feels different than the chair, which feels different than a person, which feels different than a, than a bird that's flying outside. But it's the same concept. 
Am I making myself clear? Okay, so let's go back inside and, and, and read through this again. So he says like this. Go back again to the beginning of the, what we said today. Let's go back again. Right? We're talking about the difference between the meditation of the creations versus the meditation of just having the Creator. Right? The mitzad ziv ha'ara me'alokus from the idea of the ziv, the rei and the ha'ara ve'alokus ha'olmas heim be'vichinis yesh v'dover. The worlds are like a something. Right? This is like my example of now I see 600,000 different shapes. Behind the mitzad ha'ara it's Dafka coming from the ray from the Meshem Havaya. Commotion Nimshach Ayyde Helam Behester, as it's coming out through this concealment, the Shem Elokim of Shem Elokim. Shemailim Bemastil Al Haor Haatzmi, the Shem Havaya, which is concealing over the essential light, right? That's the essential light that we talked about in our Mashal. So now what's coming out? Only a external ray. Which has obviously been very limited. The canal. So this ha'ara is, can be connected to the world, is related to the world, because now it's something the world can grasp. If you try to plug in my light bulb over here into the nuclear power plant, you know, a few hundred miles away, what's going to happen with my light bulb? It's not going to exist anymore. It's only because... It's been limited. First, the nuclear power plant, right? It limits its electricity to the electric station of the general area. And then it goes to the next level down to the electric station maybe of uh, Marstown itself. And then it goes to the electric station of just this particular area. And then it goes to the electric station of the box that's hold, you know, that's in the yeshiva. And then it goes from the box in the yeshiva to the electric outlet that's here. And then I plug my wire into the electric outlet over here, and now we can get a light bulb. Because the electric that's coming through the outlet over here is shayich to this particular light bulb. Only because it's been limited tremendously from the, its original source. But if we were to try to go back to the original source, that's not Shaykh. Right? That's what it means. Shaykh is alone. So yes, according to this level of limitation, then there's room to say that there is a Metzias, a Yesh, that there's a form of a something in this world. That the chair is experiencing the world as a chair, and the bird is experiencing the world, uh, the world as a bird, and I am experiencing the world as I, my own Mitzias. I don't feel myself to be this one little light amongst all the cutout uh, shapes uh, uh, in the plastic. I feel myself to be my own Mitzias, totally separate from you and you and you and you and from everything else. That's the way Hashem made me feel. Is it true? No, it's not true. Is it the way I feel? Yes, it's the way I feel. But if I were to say that what's the emiss of truth, going back to our Birchas Kriyashma meditation, Eino Milvado, is if you take away all the plastic, right? So how many lights are there? One light. And the plastic is also one with the light. So the whole thing is just, you know, so to speak, a, uh, you know, a, a, a vision from my eyes that is, is, is being manipulated from a perspective. Yeah. My question yesterday about how, if, if we know that the Shema is the real truth, what do we, 
like the Rebbe Rashad is not like talking like, oh guys, we're just gonna make this concept up in order so we could feel love, like like the lower love for Hashem. It has to be Good like, question. So the question is, why don't we just just walk around with only the idea of Eino Milvado constantly? And the answer is that Hashem did make this world. This world is a true world. It's not a false world. It's not a fake thing. There's a world here, and there's a concept called Taira, or an entity called Taira, and there's a concept called Taira and Mitzvahs, and there's idea of reward and punishment, and Hashem wants us to do these things and not do those things. If you were to say that the whole thing is a big false thing, so what's the difference if I keep Shabbos or I don't keep Shabbos? What's the difference if I keep kosher or don't keep kosher? What's the difference if I put on tefillin or don't put on tefillin? So therefore, there is a real world here. Hashem made Breshis Bara Elokim, right, as a Shemayim Be'ez Haaretz. Hashem created the world, the heavens and the earth. And Hashem put us on the world in order to do the right things. So that's true. Right? So there's different ways of looking at this truth. So what are we looking at? From what perspective are we saying? But the entity of the world is a true world. It's not like some other groups believe that there's nothing really here and everything doesn't exist and the whole thing is just a, uh, a dream. It's not a dream. It is, it is emis. Right? But we have to look at it from what perspective are we looking at it from. So let's continue. So he says, So therefore the yesh is having a place here. What typhus? To capture, to grab a place. Because if we're just looking at the essence of Hashem Himself, i.e., the light by itself without any of the plastic here, you can't say about it from that perspective that there could be a, a Matthias, a form of a something. Because if we're just looking at the light inside itself, if you didn't have any concealer on it, so then you wouldn't be able to have a Metzius. You wouldn't be able to have anything. There would be nothing else here. Only light. And let's say that all of a sudden, the light from atop all of a sudden, Hashem decided to put the temperature, you know, of the light of two million degrees. What would happen to all the plastic in the middle? It would just cease to exist. I'll go back to our ice cube muscle. What would happen if, right, he put the pot on the stove? The ice cubes would just disintegrate into the water. I don't know if disintegrate is the right word. But they would cease to exist as a Matthias, uh Yesh of ice, and they would just become H2O. That's what would happen. And it would just, you know, basically just become nullified into the rest of the whole rest of the water. You wouldn't be able to say, oh, well, that's the part that was ice cubes, and that's the part that wasn't ice cubes. You can't see the difference. It just becomes totally, totally immersed into the water itself. Yeah? Opposite, the opposite, right? But like it says, like it says that when when the uh, malachim were 
doing their thing and they did something that Hashem didn't want. So all Hashem needed to do was he lifted up his little pinky and he spread it out in a way that all of a sudden there was a little bit more ore than was, was normal. Just like over here. If all of a sudden there would be a power surge for one second, it would just burst this, this lamp. It doesn't need to do anything else. Put a little bit more power than what's supposed to be here. Boom. That's it. That's the end of the lamp. Hoshiri extended Hakadosh Baruch Hu for his etzba, his finger Haktana, the small finger. Like in other words, the implication of it is that it's not like he made a major. Uh, let's make a tidal wave here, you know, and change everything. It's a little bit of a difference, a little bit of a change. That little bit of change, that was it. That's all it takes. It was only a little ha'ara levad me orensov of the orensov. That had a shaykhist, that it was comparable state to the world. That from which it could be a mitziyah So what we're saying here is, it's a very, it's a very precarious existence that we have here. In other words, everything is very, very specifically balanced with a certain amount of energy, a certain amount of light, so to speak. And if for one second the amount of light would increase one iota, the whole thing would just, go, would just go bang. That would be it. That would be the end of the story. So there's exactly the right amount of light, exactly the right amount of pressure, exactly the right amount of you know, whatever scientific terms you want to use, right? And if this would change one bit in terms of revelation, that would be the end of the story. Yeah. I feel like he's saying here is like the world is very real. It's very real and very not real at the same time. That's what he's saying. On the one hand, we have a world because Hashem created a world for us to be in. On the other hand, we have to understand that this world <coughs> is very much based on Hashem keeping things exactly stable the way they are. And if He would remove a little bit of that stability for one instant, so then the world would just not be like that. That's the, that's the concept. It's all based on this equation. Like he said, that Hashem extended his little finger a little bit and that was the end of the malachim. It was, they just got wiped out. That's the concept. Because he has exactly this amount of energy, exactly this amount of light, and that's it. What are the malachim doing? I don't know. So yes, in, when, in regard to this setup, then we have to say that the worlds are a yesh. So as long as everything stays in this particular energy, this particular amount of light, this particular type of atmospheric pressure, we'll call it like that, right? So then we have a, we have a story of a yesh. If the water remains at this temperature, you have ice cubes. But if the water temperature changes by one degree, the ice cubes are going to stop being. So are the ice cubes a metzius? Yes or no? Yes and no. They are metzius as long as this environment remains this way. But if the environment would change one little bit, then the ice cubes are not going to be anymore. But just because it's dependent on the circumstances, I mean, it's not. That's what we're saying. It's a yes and no. It depends. It's a metzius as long as everything remains stable. In this case, Hashem, it's not that there's a t- temperature just there. Hashem's constantly giving that temperature. So if you just stop giving it, it will totally disappear. 
That's that's true, but that's not that's not the angle that we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is is the angle of of leaving it the way it is. In other words, that there's exactly this amount of ore and exactly this amount of concealment and exactly this amount of you know energy that's going into the story. And what we're saying is that the mitzias is based on this limitation of himself. The mitzias is based on how much how opaque this this plastic is on the seal by the ceiling. Very fake. Very fake. But on the other hand, it's very real because as long as it's there, that's, this is what we have. We have the shapes of the Jewish star and the circle and the square and everything like that on the floor. That's what we have. And that's why it says here, Yes, with regards to this madrega, We could say that the worlds are metzias so. But when we compare it to the atmos or ain't so, so then you can't say that there's any erech to the concept of a yesh. But that's all because we have a concealment. But if you would take away the concealment, the mitzias yesh would not be a mitzias anymore. Impossible. So that's how we have to... Now, okay, we learned it inside. We learned it, the concept. Now, how is, a medita- how is this supposed to work, practically speaking? So the way the Rebbe is saying it here is for us to now take this before davening and think about it. Am I really a Metziah Sayesh or not? I am Metziah Sayesh. But I'm a Metziah Sayesh based on certain circumstances. Right? Is my world a Metziah Sayesh? Yes, based on certain circumstances. So on the one hand, I have Hashem creating me and, that's, and the whole world and creating every aspect of the world. And I understand that that is a Metziah Sayesh. But this Metziah Sayesh is very precarious. precarious. What does precarious mean? Yeah. It's very, how do you translate precarious? It's, it's very tentative. It's very, it could change at any fragile. moment. Fragile. Fragile is a good translation. Very fragile. It's based on certain circumstances. And if one of those circumstances change, boom, that's the end of the story. So who is it dependent upon? Hashem. And then I have to also realize that I am that or I am that that Jewish star or that circle or that square or that whatever. That's what I am. So my mitzvah is based on his concealment. His concealment of what? Of his essence. But if I would take away all the concealments, what would happen? That's the end of the story. In terms of everything, everything, everything. You use this for everything. All right, Chavre, please do a little Chazara. Actually, you can do more than.